Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt, straight from California. My co-host, Adam Glenn, straight from New York. Dax, How are you, sir? buddy? I'm good, man. It's good to hear from you. It's good to see you. Uh, things have been crazy here today. I get a call from a restaurant. This restaurant hits me up. A popular celebrity hotspot in New York City. And they're like, hey, we have some celebs here. Um, we have Larry David here. We want you to come and get him. I'm like, okay, let's go, right? I get there, and... I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Larry David for like two hours. A guy comes out. I'm sitting there with a buddy of mine for two hours waiting for Larry David. Even though I know he's not like a paparazzi guy, he's not like the biggest fan of it. I wait for two hours. A guy comes out. He looks nothing like Larry David. And he was like, "Did you get him?" I was like, "Wait, that was the guy you thought was Larry David? This guy wasted this restaurant waited wasted two hours of my time." And I should have said to him, like, hey, give me a free meal, because that's usually what this restaurant does. They actually give me a free meal after I shoot their stuff. <laughs> but I uh, I was so yep. pissed off. I was like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, this is this is the story of my life as a paparazzi, <laughs> as a photographer, as a journalist in New York City. It's just, it's insane. It's it's crazy. And you're like, I, I, I can't be wasting my time during quarantine <laughs> yeah. right now. I, guys, I have so much <laughs> stuff to do. I have to fold. Do you know how long that takes me? I'm doing like that good like gap folding, like how they fold and gap, how they like, fold and gap, like that's what I do. Yeah. Hold on. Hello. Hey, I'm on a. Po- I'm I'm recording a podcast right now. Can I call you back? Bye. No, Sorry. is that a landline? It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> you. Who still well, has a landline? Yeah. Well, you know why I have a landline is because the area that I live, we don't always get great reception on our cell phones. Uh. <laughs> So, gotcha. and only like my nearest and dearest have the landline. So you know, like when the landline comes in, it's usually like maybe like twelve people. Like that's how it is. It's it's, exactly. it's one of those twelve people. <laughs> yeah, my, my well, you know what? Let's just my friend. Laura. Let's just introduce our guest because I mean, maybe the phone call more, came in. It's time. Maybe you guys can listen in on more calls. <laughs> yeah. Who well, we friends? have a. Should I call? Who's, who's <laughs> who we call? Uh, dude, trust me. We can, we can play that let's game. Call we'll anyone. Don't, yeah. I would love Seriously. to see who's in your Rolodex. Yeah, don't tease us here. Well, no one well, that exciting. People are always like, don't you have celebrity friends? I'm like, mm, no. Isn't that the funniest <laughs> thing is? It's like people, wait, first of all, let's, Dax, introduce who we're talking to right now. Yeah, we are very excited about today's guest. We are talking to host, author, Comedian, podcaster, extraordinaire, Melissa Rivers. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's kidding, of course. Climbing the walls. So I think we were just talking about Melissa. Do people think like, oh my god, because you've been on red carpets, because you've been in the business for so long, like, oh, you know this person? Can you get them on the phone? Can you get this person? Can you talk to this person? Does that give you? For me, it gives me like stress because I'm like, I can't. I don't really know them like that i don't have a con if i see them i might say hi but i don't have that type of relationship but people assume you have this relationship with these people does that stress you out at all or are you just used to it um it doesn't stress me out but it, you're 100 percent right everyone's like don't you have you know you need to call some of your celebrity friends and let's all do this i'm like literally i have like and i'm thinking i have in my phone i might have like four numbers Literally, that's it. That's it. Like, I okay. Out of the four people, who's the most famous one? I don't know. I mean, I think some of none of them. I don't think any of them are like on the A list anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? These are people that I'm like actually been friends with 
for years. Yeah. Do you feel like celebrity friends come and go depending on where you're working at the time? I feel like that is something like I, I feel that there's some celebrity friends that are like, oh, well, I'm going to use you because you're on fashion police right now and I want to be on the show. And then suddenly, you know, you're, you're not on it. And then they're like, oh, I, I'm not going to call the person anymore. Have you have you come across oh, it a lot in your on. industry? Of course. But the weird thing is from all the years on the red carpet, <laughs> really like people feel like they really know me. Like celebrity will be like, you'll see someone in a restaurant, you're like, oh my God, how are you? You know, because for so many years, yeah, we had relationships on the red carpet, but it wasn't like anyone exchanged numbers. But you know, know what it is? It, it feels it like for like, me. It wasn't like, you know, airdrop me the photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, for me, it's like, I, you know, you do so the red true. carpet, I'm on the streets. But I feel like in some ways I know them, but I don't really know them and they don't really know me. But we feel like we're in the business together. Like we don't work together necessarily, but we work together in a way. So you feel like you kind of know them and you wish sometimes you had more of a relationship with them. And it's difficult, but it's awkward, but you just make it work. How do you feel about it? 100%. I, I, you know, I see the same two guys at LAX. They're like, hey, how are you? And now it's like, hang on, can you let me at least put some lip gloss on? You're like, okay, don't worry about it. You know, uh, there were def- there's definitely, you know, especially when you go to an event and everyone's in the red carpet area and all the photographers are there. I, you know, I after all these years, remember I grew up in this business, I know 90% of them, you know, and all the guys who are all the camera operators for all the shows. Like I see the e-crew on a red carpet and it's like, Guy, it's like, ah, you know, those are the people that I'm happy to see. But absolutely, you feel like you have relationships. And especially because, you know, I was pregnant on the red carpet. I All these different things. And they always are like, now what I get is, we can't believe Cooper's in college. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? That's amazing, right? Time fly, flies by. It, it is really wild. Do you... Do you want to do more red carpety stuff again, or are are you kind of over that? Uh, like interviews, I mean, like what you're leading the um, interviews. I don't know. I think the time my mom and I spent on the red carpet was it will never be able to be replicated. And sometimes you just mm-hmm. need to leave something alone. I mean, yeah, you know. It's a little bit of you go out on top. Don't wait. Now, if we could come sense. up with a different way to do it that's perhaps more um, entertaining, yeah, I'd be up for that. But also, now you can't Would say you... anything. That's Well, that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. is the red carpet's not fun? Like, are they just outdated nowadays? Because the interviews you have to do, they're so corny. They're so fake. Like, people don't want to see that. I, I mean, at, at least as a viewer for me, I feel like people are just sick of hearing who are you wearing because it's a brand that I can't afford. The average person, I don't really care. Hey, don't hey, hey, easy on that. Who are you wearing thing, buddy? <laughs> but hey, 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 that, it, you just back off of that. One. But Melissa, do you think it's like why do you think why are you saying that the, you can't really ask or talk about the stuff you want to talk about? Why are they not as fun or interesting? Well, first of all, you can't even ask what someone is wearing anymore. And honestly, you you as a viewer maybe don't care. Me as a viewer, I want to hear. I mean, these are it's. We always just say the red carpets, the fashion is a magazine come to life. It's 
the fantasy. It's the fun. Plus, everyone knocks everything off. So you can get it in your stores. But you just, it's, you can't say anything. You can't ask anything. You can't make a joke. You can't, it's just, you have to be, it, it has to be this love fest. And, you know, the award shows are so self-congratulatory anyway. At least, you know, my mom and I used to say, like, the red carpets are fun. Everybody who isn't a nervous nominee, my mom said it's like the best cocktail party in the world. You get to talk to everybody for five minutes and move on. And But now you can't say mm-hmm. anything. I sit there and I watch. For, they're just boring. I sit there and I watch them and I'm like, oh, please, somebody ask something fun or interesting or, you know, not I, I we all know that you're excited to be here. I feel, though, it's been like that for a long time. I just felt like you and your mom got the pass that other people didn't get. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel that there was that time. It's been going on like that for a long time. But, like, you guys could break that mold. You guys could ask questions that other people couldn't ask. You guys could say things that other people couldn't say. And that's what made it fun. That's what I, I made agree. It interesting. That's why, well, first of all, we were the first ones out there. But that's why it was so popular. That's why you know, an event that's now a a regular thing for people and people don't even think about it not being there, we created. You know, I often say I'm not sure if, you know, we did a good thing or released the Kraken. I'm not 100% sure. Well, why were were you and your mom able to get away with that stuff? Do you think it was the charm? Do you think people knew what you guys were doing or was just the times different? Uh. People expected it of my mother. You know, that was her brand was outrageous. Um, I think it was the time. I think it was, at the time, it was very novel. And people would literally line up and wait to talk. Because it was fun. It wasn't another interview. I mean, and you know that from going out and being a quote-unquote photographer, videographer out on the street. You want you want to ask something that's that's compelling or fun or interesting or get a funny answer something. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What? Yeah. yeah what were you say, Dex? Did you did you did you guys have anyone that like didn't get the joke? So like was oh, like, oh, have, screw these uh, two. I'm not going to talk yes. to them because they didn't understand the humor behind it. Oh yes, I mean, there's lots of people with no sense oh, it, of humor, and that's just they bore me anyway. I don't want to talk to somebody with no sense of humor. I got to imagine. Yeah, I got to imagine there's people that like just wouldn't wouldn't understand or thought too much of themselves or were like, screw this, you know, the, these two women, I'm not going to talk to them because it's like, it's not funny to make fun of other people. But at the same time, it's like, you, you need that sometimes. You need the humor. Like right now, I got to imagine Joan would be ripping the biggest covid 19 jokes on the planet just to lighten everyone's mood and kind of make you relax a little yes bit. that she would be and i'm actually getting ready i think it'll start going up tomorrow i'm starting to post uh some of my mom's joke cards oh that's so cool on my instagram and twitter and all that oh, so that's that rude. you know we can we can have some levity yeah yeah that's awesome. So, what are, are they? Tell me more about these joke cards. Have they just been? You've been storing them. You've been keeping them to yourself. Um, like, no, I still have the actual file cabinet. It's in storage, and uh, we've digitized. I think it was something ridiculous. I think it was like 
87,000 unique cards and then some ridiculous number with cross-referencing. So, you know, we're going through the database and pulling ones that we feel like are relevant now and just to, we all got to just, this is, it's so awful. We have to start to laugh. And your mom had like a, yeah. Yeah, what were you say? Agreed. Did you guys see the article? Uh, it's a story that came out of Oregon about boober eats. No, what was that? Oh my God, it's hilarious. No. So the strip club has decided, because they serve food, to still offer food. And they have the strippers now go with a security guard and they deliver your food. And for like 30 bucks, they'll do like a little dance and stay six feet away. <laughs> and the guy is calling it Boober Eats. That's good. Is that not genius? <laughs> it's, I, you know what? I was going to say, some people have become very creative how to deal with the coronavirus, how companies have been able to change up their products or, or make it, a, you know, something that people can actually still buy. I think it's amazing. Like, that's the one thing. I, th I think once coronavirus is gone, people are going to look back and be like, America was either really ingenious with some of the things, we came together, we spent more time with family. I think there will be some positive outcomes Aren't you throughout little this Miss whole Sunshine. thing, too. <laughs> Uh, back to the uh, red carpet. What was the best red carpet event? And what was like the one you're like, ugh, we got to do this event. It was just boring, terrible. Golden Globes, always the most fun. Because you had TV and yep. movies. And this was back before movie stars were also doing TV shows. So you had people actually who are fans of each other on the red carpet. It was early in the year. Everybody had just gone back in production from vacation. Nobody hated each other yet. And there was alcohol. So, and it was all, and at the time, all the parties were still in the Beverly Hilton Hotel. So everybody was riding the elevators afterwards and running around. The, so it was just so fun. It was like a giant house party and it was loose. Um, the most yeah. boring was always, uh, geez, it was a tie between the SAG Awards and the Oscars. Really? Well, the Oscars, that's everybody so is that's so, funny, so nervous were... and so anxious. And even people who are just attending or presenting, it's 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 like going to your grandparents' house who still haven't decided who's in the will, you know? <laughs> it was like everybody was like on good behavior. And the SAG Awards, it's just too many yeah. actors all being self-congratulatory. That's so funny because we were talking to uh, someone else recently that was a correspondent for another TV show, and they were saying the same thing. Like, the Golden Globes is, like, by far the best oh. show to do a red carpet at. Everyone's fun. Everyone's getting drunk. Everyone's just loose. And you know that whoever's hosting is just going to be roasting everyone and having a great time. And they said the same thing. Like, the Oscars are just awful. Like, it's, it's the most prestigious show, but it's – awful as a host or a reporter on the red carpet because no one wants to be talking to you they just want to go oh, absolutely and, and, it's just, and everyone's so stiff everyone's so worried and like i said it's 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 going to the rich grandparents yep. house you're putting on long sleeves and covering the tattoos what so far do you do you keep up on yes because well, i've still? been doing uh recaps fashion recaps and show recaps which is something we couldn't do on Fashion Place to actually talk about the content of the shows on my podcast afterwards. So I still absolutely watch them and, you know, take my little notes. 
figure who out what I want to talk about. In your now, opinion, who is the best person on the red carpet right now as far as hosts go? The one that really just is compelling, but interesting, but fun, but also professional. Well, Ricky Gervais. He is absolutely 100 my favorite. And obviously when they had Tina and Amy. But he absolutely you does not give a fuck. And it's fantastic. Uh so here's a question. If you were to partner up with Ricky Gervais and do uh, red carpet stuff, would oh you consider God. that? I would I would consider just even getting to sit in a writing room with him and hear and, and see that. <laughs> you know, that I, I you have to yeah. there's people out there that you just wanna you just sit and watch their process. And I hate the word process, by the way. What was the craziest thing you've ever seen on the red carpet? The one, like, the craziest story, like, holy shit, we saw this. What the, f like, the one you're like, man, this was absolutely insane. The weirdest thing and craziest thing you've ever seen on the red carpet. Oh, that I have to think. Um, I don't know. We would see a lot of people that were clearly in fights. A lot of couples where they would be, like, holding hands and then they throw the other person's hand away. Or they would be, they'd put the hand on the shoulder for the photo and then brush the hand away. Very like Trump and Melania. Yeah. And those are always good moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God, there are so many. You know, I've seen people fall down. I've fallen down. Um, you know, you just, there's so many. There's so many. It's hard to just pick one. So. Oh, so thinking, I, had, like, I always like, by the way, also, go ahead. there's a lot of the English actors uh, smoke and they would literally be like hiding cigarettes and smoking on the red carpet. And I, it was Ian McKellen and he doesn't give a shit. And they're saying you can't smoke. He's walking down the carpet smoking and he stopped by me and I'm like, oh, God, I could kill for that right now. And he turned around and gave me a drag off his cigarette. That's so like, you're great. my favorite human being ever. It's killing me. Yeah, who are who are the who are your favorites? Who are the people that are just cool? Like every time they come in, like, oh my god, I need to get them. They're just fun. They're cool. You generally enjoy talking to that person. Oh God, you know George Clooney, Tom Hanks. Uh, my mom's favorite was always Robin Williams. You know, it's it was always what's fascinating. It was the A-listers were always the most relaxed and fun. Yes. It, it was the C-listers who were like, yeah. I'm too important, don't talk to me. I'm sorry I'm not doing interviews. A hundred percent. From my experience, you know, again, you're on the red carpet, I'm on the streets. The bigger the celebrity, the cooler they are. Oprah, awesome. Will Smith, awesome. The other, the bigger the celebrity, they get it. You know, and then you deal with the people that were, you know, nothing against Snooki, but this, you know, like, you know, the the smaller people on celebrity scale, and like, really, you're the one who's gonna give me issues. You're the one that's too cool for school. Like, do you know that I just talked to Oprah before you, and she gave me all her time, and you're the one gonna be an asshole? Like, it's just, and that just makes you wonder about the business. Like, hey, if you're a good person, if you treat people with respect, and like, good things will happen to your career. You could potentially be to that status. What are your thoughts? Every we always used to say it was third down on the ensemble cast of the sitcom. You know, it was the third or fourth down. Yep. They were the <laughs> difficult ones. And of so course true. you had your traditionally unpleasant ones, like Tommy Lee Jones, um, who literally you would see the whole press line like shudder because we knew what was coming and 
he hated doing it, so he made it hateful for everybody. Where, I mean, yeah. Nicole Kidman, and especially now with Keith Urban, but even just back in the day, she just had fun. She loved the fashion. She loved, she was, she's funny. You know, you enjoyed those people the most who were just like, can you believe I'm here? This is fantastic. Watching all these award shows, I'm, you know, I what the the Emmys or the Golden Globes, I'm seeing the Marvelous Miss Maisel walk away with a lot of awards. And when I see the show, I think Joan Rivers. Immediately my head goes to, this is based on Joan Rivers, even though no one's really saying it. What are your thoughts? Did they base that show on I your mom's life? I have to be 100% life? honest, I have never watched the show. And um, there's a, a the particular show. reason. The first thing, the first time I even heard about the show was when I was doing an interview and someone brought it up to me. And I'm like, what? And at the time, one of the writers on the show and I had the same agent. And I understand people don't want to reach out to someone like me for fear of lawsuits and someone being litigious. It's so, and I know it's a, it's based on my mom and Phil, so like a lot of these different women. And it was still so soon after my mom's death and so raw to me. I would have loved more than anything an email just saying, hey, your mom was one of the inspirations for this. We hope you love watching the show as much as we enjoy making it. I have never heard a word from anyone ever involved in the show and i just feel like i understand people are fearful of lawsuits and this and that and the other but come on just freaking send me an email saying hey this was one of our inspirations we hope you enjoy the show i never heard a word just like I never heard a word about the show, the movie that the first time I heard about it actually was from a, a paparazzi at LAX, the movie that Emma Thompson and Minda Kaling did. I was literally in the airport at mm -hmm. LAX getting my luggage. <laughs> and someone's like, what do you think about, I forgot even what it's called. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so why do you think that they'd be worried about a lawsuit? I feel that coming to you and saying, hey, we're basing so much of this on your mom's comedy and her life. We'd love for you to have some input and to really throw some more sprinkles of Joan in there. Um, again, I think people are scared about, you know, me being litigious, which I'm not. Yes, there are certain things like her, her likeness you can't replicate. You know, there's certain IPs that you obviously own as the estate. And... You know, people do all the time send me, let's do this, let's do that. Very often, you know, we found someone actually doing her act, her actual material that we had to say, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I don't understand, but those two were particularly, um, hurtful is not the right word, but uh, I guess hurtful is the word that they never even just said, especially Mrs. Maisel, which was so on the heels of my mom's passing, mm -hmm. where I was still so raw. Tell me your honor. And that, and by the way, and when I sent flowers to Jane Lynch after she won uh, her Emmy for it last year, because she actually acknowledged my mom. And I sent her flowers saying, thank you. Do you, 
do you think you'll get to the point where you'll want to see it because it is an homage to your mother or you want you want recognition before you even waste your time streaming it well first of all we're all in quarantine so you know i'm getting (laughs) i'm looking for new shows and by the way i just want to you know as a disclaimer I am a huge fan of so many of the actors on that show, starting with Tony Shalhoub, mm-hmm. who is absolutely one of my favorites. So it's no slam on the show. I everyone says it's amazing and it's and I'm thrilled it's had the success it has, um, it, that that it's had, because it does still help keep my mom's legacy relevant. I just you know you have to sort of separate the personal and the professional. Yeah. You know so. Professionally, I'm thrilled it's out there. Personally, you know, I just wanted a hey, you know, she was an inspiration. Yeah. So I don't know. By the way, I will probably break down and watch it, just like everything else that it's on. What are you guys watching? Right now, I'm watching Tiger King. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I was going to watch that, that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that good? shit is weird, you guys. <laughs> it is so bizarre. These people are like straight out of like some fairy tale weirdness i mean you can't make this up and the fact that it is all on tape i mean the it really hit at the perfect time where everyone's stuck at their house because i feel like it's one of those weird shows that you may not have turned on based on the preview because everyone's talking about it and no one has anything to do it's just booming right now i watched one when i went uh, earlier this year about um cat shows mm-hmm. that was i don't i can't remember what it's called for like me that was hilarious don't fuck with my cat no that was not it not that one no but it was literally like, and it's about this champion you know the competition between the two number one cats and the number one cat is named Ulala. <laughs> there's some weird people out there i gotta say that and then we we just watched uh the spy with sasha baron cohen have you seen that no this i'm writing all this that down. was it was spy. really good it's uh it's about a, a espionage and him getting into Syria and basically helping out Israel and letting them know what Syria was planning to do against Israel. And it's all based on a true story. Really fascinating, though. And it's Sasha Baron Cohen in a, you know, a, a serious role, which is really cool to see him. I'm re-watching a lot of old series that have a lot of episodes. Okay. Like, I went back and started watching season one of Frasier. Oh, wow. And it's that's fun. One, but it's hilarious. Yeah. And you know, there's so many seasons and you can just sort of pick up and drop off. So that's been really fun going back and sort of like I just started watching uh again, I'm on season one of House. Okay. Some of the shows that we all so much so loved. Um, I started Big Bang at the first season again. Um and it's just, you know, again, it's the kind of thing you can throw on in the background. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend going back and watching starting at season one of Fraser because it holds up. It is funny, funny. Have funny. you guys watched well, Money Heist? No. Okay. I'm that, down. that is the number one recommendation. Money Heist is called La Casa de Papel in Spanish. It is the most amazing show. It's about robbing a mint. And it's now they're just about to release like the third season of it. But the first, it's weird how they do it. They kind of break them in half. But it's it's so good. You have to watch it in Spanish. So even if you don't love reading subtitles, 
the Spanish version is just so much better. You hear the natural sounds and stuff. I've tried to watch dub over in English. It's just you don't you don't get as lost into it. I'm telling you, one of the best shows series out there. You will love it. What movies are you guys watching? I honestly, I've been watching so many just random YouTube videos. Like I, I movies. I haven't really watched any movies because I saw all the movies. All the movies. I've been flying a lot this past year, so I watched all the movies on a plane. So there's nothing that really excites me. Have you thought about going back? Like, I've also been going back and watching some of my old favorites. Uh, you know, Stripes. Animal House was on the other day. Um, you know, going back and watching, you know, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, was it Midnight Run? Okay. Great with, movie. Uh, you know, it's fun to go back and just, you know, pop those on. And with my son, I get to, you know, show him a lot of movies that maybe he didn't see. Absolutely. I think that's, that's great. I, I watched a night, the, a night at the Roxbury I watched. You know, just a movie where I know all the lines. It's just good background TV. Well, I, Let me ask you this one, Melissa. I, I'm sorry. You've, you know, from you being on the red carpet for so long and interviewing so many people, I, I mean, for me, if I had a bad experience with a celebrity, I feel like I can't support them. Like, for me personally, Ryan Reynolds was always a dick to me, so I can't even watch Ryan Reynolds' movies. Do you ever feel like that? Like, you can't watch one of their movies because, like, oh, my God, this person's such an asshole? Oh, my God, my list is so long of things I cannot watch and people that I cannot watch. You have no idea. <laughs> it's like I can't support them. It's just like I can't – I see who they are. I don't see them as a character. I see them as an asshole, and I can't even watch them. 100%. There are literally probably five actor – actresses, whatever you know you want to call them. You know, I know you're not supposed to say actress anymore. Everyone's an actor, so the whole PC shit. There's like five of them that I can not watch. I can't get past it. Claire Danes for me. Really? Claire Danes was terrible. Multiple, multiple times. I even tried to talk to her. Just like, like, hey, how you doing? Just on the street. And she was every single time she was so nasty to me. I was like, fuck this, dude. Like, why am I? I came I, I she ruined the homeland for me. I stopped after episode six. I was like, I can't watch it anymore. You're too much of a bitch. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I can't I'm not gonna even dare say who I can't watch because they'll come after me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I will say like, I mean, there's some obvious ones. If you just think about my family's history that I cannot watch. Yeah. I, I, well, you, you know, after I know I'm not trying to think I so know. hard. I'm like, who would it be? <laughs> Jay Leno. Perhaps. Well, I mean, we, that's already known, you know, no, I mean like there's just certain ones I can't, I can't watch. I don't, and it's no slam on their talent. It just is that you don't I, want to support I, them. I can't get past. I can't. No, also I can't get past the personal relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And believe you know, and I realize as I'm sitting here, that list just gets longer and longer and longer. <laughs> no other way. <laughs> no other way. You're looking for new shows to watch. You can't watch any of the old shows because all these people are assholes. <laughs> Or some of them are new shows now. I'm like, oh, I can't watch that. And everyone's like, have you watched blah, blah, blah? I'm like, I can't. Like, not going to happen. <laughs> who? I, I got to know, growing up in a house with Joan Rivers, who did you meet when you were growing up? Who were the famous people strolling through your house when you were growing up? You know, my parents and, and ran a very traditional household. And again, a lot like me, they didn't necessarily have like lots of famous friends. They were like the dorky people. Like they weren't part of the, and never part of the in crowd. Mm -hmm. They were, they were too straight arrow. 
um, a lot of their friends were, were actually English actors okay. that had, had moved to L.A. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it means nothing to anyone now, but like Laurence Olivier became friends with my parents. You know, it, Vincent Price was one of my godparents. Uh, you know, so it was sort of more of those people rather than, you know, here comes the, you know, some, you know, big famous 70s, 80s, 90s person. Did do you feel over time that changed? Because, I, I mean, I feel like Joan was, you know, honored by so many people or loved by so many people. It seemed like she would just have so many slip friends. You guys' house would just be packed with it for Thanksgiving or whatever. We did have some wild Thanksgivings and things like that. But in general, you know, my parents were both uh, so not Hollywood mm. in real life. That's... They were both incredibly smart. My dad, very academic. All of their friends were, you know, everyone was a big reader. Everybody, you know, and not in a snobby way. It's just they, they didn't party. They didn't, you know, do it. So they weren't at all these big Hollywood gatherings. They just weren't comfortable. They didn't fit in. And my parents truly felt uh, for me to be able to survive that world and the world that they worked in and lived in, that our home had to be super traditional. I have friends that called my mother Mrs. Rosenberg to the day she died. Oh, wow. It was very like there's expectations. You clear the table. You clean your room. You get good grades. You, you know, there were just there were expectations of of behavior and all that kind of thing. That was the exact opposite of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what saved me, and that I didn't go the way of a lot of my contemporaries. Mm-hmm. And you. What uh, you know? Actually, it's funny to ask. I was actually at her house. I was at Joan's house. She invited me upstairs one time, and she lived uh, on the '60s on like Fifth Avenue, 62nd Fifth Avenue, and and that's what how nice your mother was because. And I told Dax this before we spoke. She was for me. She people always ask me who's your favorite people to talk to. Without a doubt, it was your mother, Joan Rivers, because what she would do. She was so smart. She knew how to handle it. And I wish other celebrities would do it because I would see her and I'd be like, Joan, can we do something? And it was always absolutely ask me about this, ask me about that, tee me up. And I always like, yeah, for sure, because. Let me tee you up for you to hit a home run. And she was always ready. I would tee her up, ask her about three different things in the news. She'd give me three great jokes. And then she'd always go, here. And she would take the earrings from her ear and she'd say, give this to your grandmother. And she would give me the earrings from her ear and give them to my grandmother, which was this coolest and the sweetest thing ever. And then one day she was just like, honey, why don't you just come inside? I was like, oh, okay. And I went inside the, the, her home and it was the nicest. It was so cool because I'd never been to one of those places right there on Fifth Avenue. And but I always say she was the nicest, coolest, and I miss her so much because it was so it was just like it was refreshing that people were actually good because you deal with so many assholes in the celebrity in the Hollywood life. When you had someone like that, it was like, ah, there's cool, fun, good people and they give you a reason and they, they, they make you support them. Well, we're also all doing a job. Everyone forgets that everybody needs everybody. You know, actors can go and make movies, but if the press doesn't show up to talk to them, 
No one's going to know about it. It's, and I think a lot of people forget it's a completely symbiotic relationship. Do I think there are paparazzi that are too aggressive and over the top and when they're swarming on people's cars and shooting into people's, you know, houses and, you know, you've got to keep people's kids out of it. You know, you have to let these kids have a somewhat normal existence that their parent can drop them off at school or go to a game. You know, those are where it gets too crazy. But I just know from my personal experience, knock on wood, I, because of my mom, I was always trained to remember that we're all doing a job. And I think that's why, especially after my mom passed, those first few days where I felt very, very trapped in uh, our apartment in New York, that I was able to say, and I had Cooper with me and we needed to get out and take a walk. I would say to the photographers and the videographers, you can get me to the end of the block and then please let me, Cooper and I have to get out were trapped and they would be completely respectful to the end of the block. And then away, they would let us go. And I've had so many times where good paparazzi have protected me from bad paparazzi. You know, I know there's yeah, a whole for sure. world and pecking order and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. And it's so easy to be nice. It's so much easier to be nice than shitty. It takes less energy to be nice than oh to my God, be a dick. You know? And that's just like, you know, you're just like, hey, you know, and, and, you know, for years, you know, no, I always would say, please don't take pictures of my son. And it was respected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the guys that did, I would watch the other guys come and be like, hey, no, like we, we don't do that. 100%. You did a you did a lot of reality, well not a lot, but you did some reality TV shows. You did almost celebrity get me out of here. You did the celebrity apprentice. How are those experiences and would you do it again? Um uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here is a very different show now than it was. Again, I will do almost anything for charity. And that was for charity. Um Celebrity Apprentice was maybe the hardest show I've ever done. It made living in the jungle look like a fucking cakewalk um and people always underestimate what goes in to doing that show you are going six days a week morning to night our days would start at 5 36 in the morning um and the pressure to actually get these projects done um it would really depend on the show it would really if it was something that i thought would be fun to do i would do it um but also i'm very competitive so I don't know if I would do something that I didn't think I could win. Right. Did, Did you enjoy, enjoy the experience? experience? Um, in hindsight, yes. During them, no. I think your firing goes down in the Hall of Fame as one of the most talked about moments on The Apprentice. I think that was... Well, it was bullshit. Yeah. And what people don't didn't, you know, and I had a huge meltdown at the producers because... It, it was literally such, based on so many untruths, that it was, I, I flipped. It's like, I'm being told I didn't do anything. I was in a, if anyone remembers, I was in a cast. Yep. You're in the, and you're all, like and boot. And the kept running yep. away. Yeah. And the other two kept running away from me. And I mean, what we didn't see is I fell out of the travel van carrying everyone's stuff. Like, it was, oh man, that just. And that's why I'm like, no, you're not, I'm not doing a post interview. What was it like working with Trump back then? It was good. You know, again, I constantly 
um, battle with the person I see on TV is not the person that I know mm-hmm. or experienced personally. Um, I have a, and it, it's very much a disconnect for me. What do you mean by that? I mean that the person that I had always dealt with is not the person that I'm seeing as the president. Good or bad? I guess yeah. I, I don't like. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that, though. Okay, I'll give you an example. Finale of The Apprentice with my mom. My son Cooper was, I think, in second grade, second or third grade, second, and he flew east to be with us at the finale. And his teacher said, because he was missing school, to try and get an interview with Mr. Trump. So we told him ahead of time. And, you know, so Cooper walks up to him with his little tape recorder and he's, you know, he's shy. He's a little kid and he didn't know what to say. So I watched Trump stand there and go, okay, ask me this. And Cooper would say, he would say the question and Cooper would repeat it. And then he goes, that's a very good question, Cooper, and answer. (laughs) Yeah. You know, then he would be like, you should ask me this. And then he would ask it, you know, and so, that's the person that I saw, you know, who, who, who did things like that, um, which was always lovely. And then you see this person on TV and I am, uh, as a disclaimer, I am straight down the middle, straight down the middle, uh, politically. I call myself, you know, I'm part of the great purple majority, which is for all of us that live in the center. Um, you know, I, I always have a very hard time getting my head around the person I'm seeing versus the person that I've known. I got to imagine, though, like, does that make yeah, sense yeah. That example? I just got to think you, you're probably put under an extreme amount of pressure the second you enter the White House that I got to imagine people would change, even like Obama, uh, other everyone, wouldn't you assume just like, I know that you're there's got to be some change in people. And I don't, I don't know if you're saying he goes from being sweet to like, he's very different now, but I got to imagine the pressure is ridiculous and none of us could imagine. Well, I always am fascinated to see when they put up those pictures of what the person looked like on inauguration day versus the end. The day they oh leave. my God. Versus and how the they're end. all great and like balding by the end. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean with Trump, you know, I, I try, like I said, I live my life so in the middle and I find that so frustrating right now because I think the far end of each party are so fucked up mm-hmm. that it's ridiculous. I think more people live in the center yep. and we're just not as loud. Yep. You know, that's what yeah. I, I, we need to start another party, like the purple party for all of us that live in that sec that's that sector. Yeah. No, I th- I think, I think you're you? right. I, I think yeah. that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, don't scream at the top of their lungs so they don't get listened to. And uh, I think at the end of the day, all of us just want a healthy country, a country that, you know, thrives. And we fight so much with both parties that it's like we're not making progress. We're just staying in the same stagnant pool. And I honestly believe there there is something that we forget, which is... The word statesman, and that's a word that's antiquated right now because it actually means something. It means that you are polite, that you're above the fray, that you don't go to name calling, you don't go to all these places. 
that you are truly a representative of your constituents. And I think we've lost so much of that. I think we've lost all, not all, but for the most part, and again, this goes on both parties, we've lost, people don't, have lost the, 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 the realize, have no longer realized that it's a privilege to serve and, and with privilege comes responsibility and the responsibility to set an example, a responsibility that the founding fathers wanted of true debate. Um, and I'm, I'm sad. I think, I think it's lost. And in, and now with my son, who's a, what are they, Gen Z, none of them want to go into politics. None of them want to go into public service. And I find that very disheartening. Yeah. Do you, um... as I go, by the way, as I go all history major and intellectual, <laughs> don't worry, let me swim back to the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> How have you seen the network E change over the years? I feel like the, the shows have changed. The, it's, do you feel they still do a good job? I mean, the content is a lot of Kardashians, but how, do you, how have you seen the network change and are you a fan of it still? I survived so many regime changes at E that I feel like, you know, a cockroach who survived. Um, No comment. I always go back to what my mother used to say on the red carpet. Don't forget, you can never spell cheap without an E. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like it. But I, I truly, I truly love all my time that I spent there. I'm very sad about uh, decisions they made yeah. that involve uh, my shows and my franchises there. Um, again, you just, you just have to, you know. I did feel quite a bit like, thanks for almost 20 years of service, and now don't let the door hit you, hit you in the ass on the way out. And here's a tote bag. Yeah. But nonetheless, that's our business. Yeah, it's. And how do you how do you develop a thick skin for it? How do you develop like a thick skin for that? You know, it's because it's tough because it is a lot of emotional and, you know, it it, it fucks you up. I mean, it's it's, you know, constantly doors are open, constantly doors are closing your face and you're we're hurt. We hear a lot of more no's than yeses. But how do you develop a thick skin when it comes when it comes down to it? I think I used to have a thicker skin. Um, I don't think my emotions were so at the surface at the time. Um, but when I found out that fashion police wasn't coming back, I lost my cookies on the phone to the executives. I mean, I was, I had to call and apologize because I was crying and angry and all those different kinds of things. Um, because I cared so much. Fashion police was my baby. Red carpets were my baby, you know? So that was very hard and I'm not, you know, and then you get over it and you go, it's business. And you, you know, like I would always say, I I get it and I understand on a professional level, but it hurts. Were the ratings still pretty good for it? Like, did you feel that it, did you feel that it was an unnecessary cancellation? It had, they, the, the, which again is a business decision. So you can't argue with them. Remember, I've got one foot in the production side and one foot in the talent side. So I see both sides. It was a very expensive show. Yeah, when your when your mother passed, I mean, it was definitely tough for everyone. Did 
did you notice that people in the industry maybe treated you differently or did it change your career because maybe people thought of you as a two-some, but they didn't maybe think that you were able to carry on your own? Did, did your career change at all after everything like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I, I get it, – it, it's an uphill battle still. I get no um, – I, I, I'm basically thought of still as not being capable or not – been not having achieved all the things that I did create and I did do. My mom used to say all the time that it was very frustrating for her to watch me never get credit. Um, and I'm still digging out from under it. I'm, I'm, you know, try, I'm, I'm in the process of selling another book and it's a straight up humor book. And basically everyone's like, Oh, we only want book of Joan too. Well, that's not what I want to write. So it definitely, the, the, the legacy has the good and the bad. Yeah. But it's hard. It's frustrating. You know, you know, as my mother always said, don't expect envy until, you know, wait, don't expect praise without envy till you're dead. That's, that's a powerful, powerful uh, yeah, yeah that's, man, I miss you guys. I really mm-hmm. do. And her other big one was vacations are for amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, what what? How's your? Uh, are you dating anyone? What's what's your what's your status right now? No. Nope. No. Not. Then what nope. are you doing in that big house all by yourself? Well, what do I do? I don't know. I I, I you know I have my friends. I work out of my house. Uh, my son is home now. You know, I, I had him here, and we also had an exchange student for two years, um, who I'm still very who is probably coming back this summer if we're ever allowed to travel again. Um, so, you know, at the time it was great, you know, and he's a freshman. It's taken a lot of readjusting. I dated someone for a minute mm-hmm. and then, um, it actually just ended. So, so what are you, are you out, out there, there looking, looking again? again or? Yeah. I don't want to spend, you know, my life just, working and being by myself all right so what's and, what's you know i'm very lucky i'm very lucky i have wonderful wonderful all right friends. what's your what's what's your ideal person who are you looking for are you looking for someone funny jewish what are, what are you looking for Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> me too somehow and i'm not even gay but i'll take Brad Pitt. Like that would be all good that would be all good um you know, say it, 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 it's so cliche. Everybody says, I want someone who's funny and nice and respectful and handsome. You know, it's the same shit everybody's looking for. Come on. <laughs> Gay, right. straight, whatever. We're all looking for the same shit. <laughs> but how are you dating, though? Like, you know, what do you do? Are you on the sites? Are you on the apps? Like, what? how does dating go for you? It's uh, basically through recommendations. <laughs> It's basically, you know, friends set me up or I know people or I meet people when I'm out. Um, it's hard. It's hard. I was going to say, it's got to be added pressure because it's not, you're not someone going to a bar and you go, is this person into me because I'm famous? Are they into me because I'm wealthy? Like what, I got to imagine there's a lot of questions that go through your mind when you go out on a date with someone. Very much so. But my favorite is always when I go out with someone or I mean just or I've been set up with someone whatever and then we go and go to dinner and they play the game of oh I don't watch TV 
or I don't know what you've done. It's like, oh, please. Yeah. I've been doing this since my mother went into labor on stage, <laughs> um, which is the truth. Yeah. You know, it's like urban legend. No, no, true. To the point where it's like, oh, please, let's not play this game. So would you? Well, so would you? What do you do? I, I work in the entertainment business. Oh, I don't watch TV. Okay. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Don't fucking play this with me. I'm bored. So you'd rather just someone be honest and say, yeah, of course I know who you are. And like, but that, let's move on past that. Yeah. There you go. You know, let's not, let's not play this, you know, who are you game? How, I, who was the- I was literally at, at dinner with this guy and I actually, I've gone out with him a couple times. He's really sweet, but he's like, um, so what? have you done i'm like well you ever watch a red carpet oh i don't really watch tv okay let's backtrack do you ever watch you know you go through the whole thing and he's like oh i'm like you're you're in the the media world trust me yeah i'm like can we not play this game (laughs) so is that an automatic strike against them then no because he did laugh okay have you went on any dates with any celebrities and not like it didn't work out but like over the years you've been you've been kind of out there for a while now you haven't been married for a while so have you you never went out with, on a date with any celebrities or felt like there was only like you're on the red carpet any romantic connection with someone like man in the touch of their eye like we could probably have a good time if we went out there's never anything like that no one slipped their number to you on the red carpet no one ever slipped their number yes i have felt that with people no nobody asks me out because I don't, I don't think i'm cool enough for another celebrity to be with um i don't up anybody's ratings or interest um did I, I, I had a lot of hands on my ass, you know, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Like, hashtag, why not me too? If I can get my career, like, feel, you know, there were some that were a little, you know, inappropriate and, and, and that you're like, oh my God, please do not touch is me. This... And then there were some that you're like, hey, more than I'm getting anywhere Wait, is else. this on the red carpet while you're interviewing people? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is crazy. I, people actually will yeah. grab your ass while they're talking to you on the red carpet so no no cameras see it. Back in the day, yeah, when I had an ass worth grabbing. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> who, who is the most wasted person you've ever seen on the red carpet? Oh, God, I can't remember that. I honestly can't remember that. that I mean, there it, were some really It's good Courtney Love there. for sure. Come on. It's always Courtney Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but when she was doing more red carpets was when she was doing the acting mm-hmm. thing, and she was a little bit more pulled together. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, this, the South Park guys went on the red carpet on acid, so but I don't think anybody knew they were on acid when they went on. They People found out after, but they were like floating around on the red carpet. So good. I mean, that sounds that's such a trip. So good. So, Melissa, <laughs> tell us about your podcast because I know you got a, a pretty successful yeah. podcast yourself. Yes, I have to have you guys on. We're available uh, all the time fun. right now. We have nothing going on. <laughs> cool. I'll have you guys on because guess what? I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I have a, a, a podcast called Group Text with Melissa Rivers. You have to be careful because there apparently is another one out there called Group Text with Melissa and Andy, believe it or not. But this is there's a picture of me. You know you have the right one. And it started with, I have this great group of friends from college, basically, and we're all really close still, and they're all super smart, and then there's me. And it's just, you know, 
I went back and looked at the shit that's been said on our group text, and I'm like, this is fun. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> pull topics, get a, and it's a roundtable discussion, and just have people talking about stuff, and it's innately funny. You know what I mean? It's even when there's tough topics, I have such a dark sense of humor, and because my whole life, my family spent all their time dealing with everything with humor. You know? Yeah. It's it's fun. We did one on cults that I loved that was fascinating. Um, we do have one that just went up, uh, I believe, today, where we talk, I do talk to four doctors about the corona di- vi- coronavirus, um, one of which is a therapist that specializes in anxiety and OCD. Oh, wow. Because this is like hell for the OCD. Yeah, like a people. Howie Mandel. Can you imagine what he must be going through right now? Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, and all the OCD people who are now like compulsively like organizing and or freak like, you know, so I try and have fun. It's always topics that I find interesting. Um, like I said, I think cults, we've done psychics, we've done uh, we've done mental health. We do mix in some serious topics. We did the college scandal, um, which I love because I have a child that was a, a, a recruited athlete. I say what he's good at la- lacrosse right yeah he's a he plays lacrosse and he he played he was playing on a, a top d3 team wow so i had a lot to say about that one of the questions was just how stupid are your children that you need to pay a hundred thousand dollars plus to get them in just how dumb are they? I love it. And then uh, your book, you were talking about a, a second ago, the the comedy book. So is that already out or is that something you're putting out? No, we're, we're luckily we're just starting it now. Okay. So it'll give me something to do. I have my website. I have a section on my website called Dear Diary, um, which is where I let my inside voice run free. And is that just MelissaRivers.com so or what is it? Okay. Yes. And, you know, I have pics and stuff like that. But my favorite parts to, to do, obviously, are the shopping parts because, well, I'm shallow. But also, I have a really good time writing my diary entries, the ones that are going up now. During this this pandemic, I have started referring to my child as it <laughs> and his friends as them. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of its room. <laughs> That's really funny. I love it. And and then where yeah. can people find you on social media? Uh, Melissa Rivers official. Uh, you know, at Melissa Rivers. All the all the normal things you would but would expect. Cool, 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 cool. Love it, Melissa. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're the person. Uh, you know, I. You're part of my. You're. You know, you and your family are a big part of my life coming up and in the industry and people that I kind of respected and admired and uh, was inspired by. So I appreciate what you've done. I'm excited for what to see of you next for the next chapter. And uh, just thank you for taking the time. I am so sorry that we made such an impact on your life. It says what a low bar. <laughs> No, dude, I feel I listen. I don't kiss ass on the street. I'm not on the red carpet. I fucking keep it real. I'm I feel that like this is great. It's a very low bar. If I could have the career that you had, I'd be very happy. Oh, well, thank you. 
I'm driving a Honda Accord. I'm driving a Honda Accord using coupons at the local supermarket right now. Fucking, you know what? I see what you're doing. I see where you're living. I, I, I could do that. I could use that. Hey, everybody loves a good Bed Bath and Beyond coupon. Don't kid yourself. Amen. <laughs> if you need one, I got plenty. <laughs> well, thank you again. Everybody loves that. By the way, everybody loves that CVS discount card. You mean the CVS mile long receipt? Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. It's this I can't believe how long. I know. Sorry, we took so much time. You're just a, a, no, a fascinating person. Honestly, you you guys made it so fun and so easy. Well, thank you. And you're gonna have to return the favor. Sounds good. We're in. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Dude, Melissa Rivers. She was dude. awesome. So good. She was great, Melissa Rivers, dude. That was fucking so cool. That's a big guess for us. <laughs> That was a it's no, but she really was. That was a big guess for us. But you understand, like she kind of does what what I've done, what you do, but in a, a much bigger. And she's done it for many years, very successful, much more successful, bigger scale on live TV where millions of people are watching. Yeah. But she's also been around for so long, and she's seen so many people. She's seen all different parts of the industry, and I just like her again for being real because she gets it. She gets it, and I think that's just. For me personally, it's just comforting to know that someone of, of that size gets it and understands the the stress and the hustle and the bustle with it. It just it was refreshing to talk yeah, to. Yeah, no, and it's funny because she comes from such a legacy and she's been a part of that legacy and she downplays it. Like you can tell she's very modest. Like she doesn't want to talk about how I think amazing her life has been, but we all know like She's living in a massive mega mansion. She's been crazy successful on her own. Like the girl, she's really awesome. And I, I think I could hear in her voice that it has been a struggle with people wrapping up her success and just correlating it to her mom and not correlating it to her when that's clearly not the case. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, um, and then, you know what? I, I know what the thing I found biggest takeaway for me personally was um was you know something for me that i have an issue with is watching tv i don't watch a lot of tv to be honest with you i don't watch a lot of movies because i deal with all these celebrities and not all of them are good people there's some that are great people and i go out of my way to support them and there's been artists who i never was a fan of before then i met them and i was like man they're such a good person i need to support them and then just to hear from her a person who's been with them on a live tv on a bigger scale and she's like yeah fuck it i can't support this person i can't be a I mean, fan the of them because for what they've sorry, done. But the fact that she's never watched the marvelous Miss Mabel, Maisel, like that's huge. That's a big deal. Like that's yeah, that's a massive show, and I think that most people correlate that show to her mom, and the fact that they haven't called her to say anything, that's a big deal. And I think that she's really taken that to heart because, you know, I think that she supports a lot of things that honor her mom, and that one clearly is an homage to her mom. And she's like, I can't even watch it because they didn't have the respect to pick up the phone. Well, yeah, man, that was a really great interview. And if you're listening and you're a male or maybe female, who knows, and you're single and you want to reach out to Melissa Rivers, now is the time. <laughs> uh, don't deny that you don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't deny it. You might have a chance. So go after her. Why not? You know, life is short and there's nothing else to do. So just do it. Uh, but Dax, thank you again, buddy. Always good talking to you. Always good, uh, always good hearing from you. And same great here. Job. Don't forget, subscribe, download Hollywood Raw podcast. You can find Adam at Adam Glenn on all social media platforms, including TikTok. You can find me at Dax Holt on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those. So, thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Uh,
Production.